Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, this show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Chances. Uh, this time I have somebody really special. Uh, we just recently met for a first time in person in one of the conventions and took pictures together, but in a costume, so I'm not promoting that picture. It was fun. But Cindy Buck is exquisite human being. I love her personality. She's one of those strong women that I'm, I was always attracted to my whole life. And funny to say, I first remembered her husband, Bo, because he's extremely tall. <laughs> and I wanted to take picture with him, just not even noticing her. But then since I learned so much about her and from her presentations and from her presentation online, Cindy, so much, so much pleasure that you make time for me. Thank you so much. I know you are in high mountains in Colorado. How is everything there today? It's good. We're expecting a big snowstorm this weekend. So a lot of people, you know, they're they're hating the rain in California. They're, you know, not loving the snow in other parts of the country, but we absolutely love the snow. It's good for the ski resort. It's good for our skiing. So it's going to be powder this weekend. So we're excited. Yeah, I just I just learned from you that actually skiing was a huge part of your life, uh, which some, it's something I didn't know. So if you don't mind, would you would you tell us a little bit about yourself? What 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 were you doing when you grow up? What, what did you want to sure. be first? Sure. So I'm born and raised in Aspen, Colorado. My parents uh, moved here. My dad um, moved from General Electric. He worked at Lynn, Massachusetts. And my mother was a nurse from Yale University. And anyway, one thing led to another. And they met on the, on the mountain restaurant, the Skier Chalet, back in the late 1950s. And... Um, Anyway, they got married and had four children. I'm the oldest of four and grew up ski racing and started teaching skiing when I was 16 years old for extra money. 
and, um, you know, grew up making television commercials, which is where I learned about residual income. And um, so I would go out and play softball and they would film me or we would go sledding or we would go ice skating or, you know, whatever. And they'd film me and I'd usually get about $150 for the the shoot. But then every, if I was a principal in the commercial, every time the commercial was was shown, I would get paid. Right. And I paid for my college education with this commercial income because it was very, very lucrative. So, you know, I was introduced to that concept of earning money early in my life. Thank goodness for that, because I thought, man, if I could figure out a way to do this without necessarily writing a book or making a movie, although I was a theater arts major dance minor, I thought I was going to be the next Catherine Hepburn. But when that wow, didn't work, I turned down soap operas. I didn't want to, you know, that's not how I wanted to live my life. So Anyway, but I but I taught skiing from six for thirty three years. Um, I took a ten year sabbatical when we moved to Boston, and my husband and I decided to do the corporate thing. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, worked my way from receptionist up to national sales manager. I had um, a headhunter moving me from one company to another, and he got commissioned every time I was moved, and so he moved me quite a bit. And um, you know, I was a number one salesperson at you know, my company and I, and I worked really hard. I've always been very devoted to what I do. And, um, you know, I love business. I love, I love to work and I love, and I love people. Yeah. And so, um, what I realized after a situation where I got pregnant and, uh, I wasn't valued as an employee, um, as a pregnant woman, as much as I was when I was a non-pregnant woman, Mm -hmm. And so I decided right then I, you know, I, when they were going to replace me with a man and pay him double what I was getting yeah. paid, I said, you know, you fire me right now and I won't sue you. And I decided right then that I was, if I was going to work for anybody as hard as I work with the ethics that I work within, that I was going to work for no other person other than myself. And I didn't know how that was going to work, Yeah, but that's the way it was going to be. And so from Did that you have point an example in your life, the a very entrepreneurial spirit around you, or was it, did it come to you on its own? No, I mean, my mother, like I said, was a nurse, worked for the hospital, worked for a doctor. My dad was a, he's pretty entrepreneurial. He started apartment buildings and he started a newspaper. He started a radio show, um, you know, he, so he was pretty entrepreneurial. You have to be entrepreneurial in a ski resort unless you have a trust fund, Yeah. you know? And so I grew up in a place where you look around and you think, man, your rent is $25,000 a month. That's an awful lot of chocolate or that's an awful lot wow. of t-shirts or that's on, you know, you got to sell a lot of stuff. Hmm. So the business model around here doesn't really make a lot of sense. But um, so, you know, I did what most people do where you go to school and you get a good job and you, you know, work to the top of that company. And, but it was, you know, I was kind of bored with that kind of thing because, you know, it's a, it's a way to make money, but there's a lot of ways to make money. You yeah. can sell drugs, illegal drugs, legal <laughs> drugs, make my leg, make a lot of money, you know? So I, I wanted to, I really, I really um, am a humanitarian. I really love missions. I love doing things that make a difference in the world. And I want to know that after my life is over that, you know, the world is a better place because I lived. I mean, that's my focus. That's so, um, yeah, yeah.
You know, this is funny because we share this. I didn't know you were in sales. I was in sales my whole life and sold all kinds of different things. And it's probably like you say, it's we were successful because we really truly love people and respect people. And we were not trying some tricks on them, but we could relate to people's needs. And I think that was kind of secret of why I was as well successful in different industries. But But you can bring it to another level just like you did to realize that you really have a ceiling in a corporation no matter what how you look at it you you may be going doing doing good money but you have no way to live life that you want because you have no time to enjoy that income so it is obvious that you got to point and especially with the pregnancy that you got to point like yeah I, i'm never gonna be appreciated as much as if i do the same ethic for myself that's a big point yeah. I well, and family has always been very important to me and there's no way that a job or an income or a, or a business is going to be more important than my children. Yeah. And, you know, I think with most parents that that's the truth. And so, you know, if my child is sick, I'm going to stay home with my child. If my, you know, I, I'm going to raise my child. I'm not just going to dump my child into a daycare center. Mm -hmm. That's just not the way I wanted to live my life. So, you know, I think the, I was probably, it was probably a blessing in disguise when these male chauvinist men got rid of me because I was pregnant yeah. because, um, you know, my baby was going to be a priority over my job. So right. that was a problem then that, that, you know, oh, well, it was a good push. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how but did you, the how thing did is you... I don't, I can't, I can't tell a lie. So mm -hmm. I can't sell anything. I don't believe in Correct. because I'm the worst. Yeah. So, so there's you know. no integrity in it. And and that's, that's, I believe, see, that's what separates the successful salespeople from those that go getters that just shoot on the top and then they burn out because they don't, they don't care what they say, what it means. They just go and get numbers and eventually it burns you out because it's so out of, in integrity that you eventually feel ashamed and you you feel like you need to take a shower and it's not a way to earn money and I, I i'm exactly the same i if i don't believe in the product i i wouldn't even open my mouth but how did you so how did you start it now you are pregnant you you got fired or you asked to be fired and so what was next step did you have any plans or did you just start looking? No, I ran the kids and moms organization. We lived in Newburyport, Massachusetts. And I, um, I ran the kids and organ, the kids and moms organization, like it was a fortune 50, you know, company. And, um, then I was thinking about actually going back to work and then I got pregnant again. So 18 months later, I had another baby and, um, I was busy. I was very busy with two children, our son and our daughter, and, um, so I finally said to my husband, I said, listen, I would really like to raise our children in Colorado and he was importing seafood. So that was a bizarre yeah. thought <laughs> because he was, you know, making a very good income selling seafood. And so anyway, he was so good at what he did. He imported millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of seafood. So mm -hmm. He actually convinced the company to move him to Aspen and he was importing seafood from Aspen and he was in charge of the whole South um, 
southeastern portion of the country. So, I mean, my grandmother, we teased each other because my grandmother says, oh, sweetheart, she's from Maine. And she, we lived across, she lives across the street from the, you know, the lobster pots where you walk yeah, across the yeah, street and you yeah. pick out your lobster and she cooks it for you for dinner that night. And she said, oh, sweetheart, I hope he takes a nice hot shower before he comes home to you at night. And oh. I said, Grandma, he's not touching the fish. He's selling right. features, you know, yeah. but, um, but it's anyway. hard to come to seafood in Aspen. <clears throat> what's that if if it was that way it would be very hard to come to yeah. seafood in aspen <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah that's so anyway um so i tried my goal was to um buy him back from corporate america because he was working really hard and i just thought you know what this is not why we moved back to aspen we moved back here for quality of life when you when you leave a city and you move to a ski resort, you don't do it for financial reasons. Mm -hmm. You do it for lifestyle reasons. Yeah. So he had no lifestyle. And, and I, thought, I remember you talking about how he would call you from the way and you realized how much danger he's in all the time, all day long. That was, that was really, that, that hit me hard because I used to be on the road as well. And my husband would worry about me. What was it about that that you wanted him not only to be with him, of course, but but I think that was the danger part as well that was really pressing on you. Well, he had left the seafood industry and he had gone, you know, tried to figure out how to, you know, replace the six figure income in a ski resort. And it's not an easy, easy equation to figure out. And so he had gone to selling mortgages and he had gone to construction and he had worked his way up in the construction field he wanted to be an architect when he was younger and then he realized it was going to be eight more years of school and he said forget it so anyway he but he's very good he's so anyway he's 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 an incredible builder and he was a project manager for a construction he actually worked for a billionaire making a um a a western town to house this man's collection western collection and so Bo and his crew of 250 people built 80 buildings to museum grade, wow. but he was driving an hour and a half over a very dangerous mountain pass. And he kept calling me saying, honey, I'm okay, but I just hit another deer. Cool. Honey, I'm okay, but you should have seen the size of the, the mudslide that took the truck in front of me off the road into the river. Oh. Honey, I'm okay. But you should have yeah. seen the, you know, the size of the rock that almost hit the truck today. And I thought I've got to get him off that road. Yeah. So I was looking for a way that I could replace a significant income. And um, I was introduced to ASEA. Um, the, our friends from Montana called us. They were so excited that they had finally found a company that was worth their time and energy. And I thought, oh, for crying out loud. And I didn't really, you know, trust them. It was it was uh, distributed through a network marketing word of mouth um, distribution method. And I had done that before. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I want to do this again. Did you have bad experience before? Well, the company that I had worked with before just lost its soul. It started out being a mission and then it just became a way to make money. And it just yeah. wasn't very interesting anymore. So, but I'd always, you know, taught people how to create an environment um, so that the body can do what it's designed to do, which is heal itself at the cellular level. Yeah. And, um, after investigating a lot of companies in the United States that were in the health and wellness sector, that were in the network marketing business model, 
you know, ASEA was head and shoulders above anything else that we looked at. And we looked at it from many different angles, not just from a, a product angle, but we looked at it from a, a compensation, a philosophy, you know, ethical, you know, timing in the marketplace, you know, and the last thing on our list actually was we wanted to discover the next billion dollar company in its infancy. And, you know, we walked, we walked in, we flew in to um, Utah to meet the people because you can have the best product on the face of the planet, but if it's in the hands of the wrong people, you're in big trouble. And we wanted to look these guys in the eyes and see if they were for real. And we went from being, is this good enough for us to, oh my gosh, are we good enough for this? It was the biggest thing we've ever seen. The people had so much integrity, such big hearts. They genuinely cared about people. It was so refreshing to be in this environment with people that were smart, Mm -hmm. ambitious, talented, skilled, but they really, really cared about our fellow man. And that was what stood out about this company that they they this was a humanitarian mission and that was what got us and you are somebody who was your whole life in sales dealing with people you have good judgment on people when like you can read people and well if you if you if anybody has had the privilege of being in the same room with Virtus Norton mm-hmm. and Tyler and his son Tyler Norton who's the gentleman running the company right now I mean, you have just been given a gift. I have not met many people in my life that are like Virtus Norton. He's just an amazing, amazing person. And Tyler is right there. You know, the the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. Tyler is right there. His, you know, he says that most boys grow up and their father teaches them sports. And in his life, his dad taught him strategy. And so he's very, very wise and very, very good at business. And Mm -hmm. um, we are very, very fortunate to have him at the helm of the ship. He had also a huge vision when everybody was laughing. It's it's unbelievable. I never had the pleasure to meet uh, Verdes, but of course I met Tyler very briefly. And it's just everyone I met through this company, eventually we, we... bring ourselves to tears because it's overwhelming the the success yet the humility and the service and the like you said the care for people first and then the business and then the ego and then the economics it's unbelievable and like you i have been in many different companies all around the world i have been working for american company in czech i have been working for british company i have been working in holland and then when I moved to America, I have met multiple, multiple companies that I worked for. And one of my biggest was a wine industry. Unfortunately, the owner already died. That was kind of like something that you feel that that, that was first time for me to meet somebody who has his door always open, who cares about you to develop you as a person, help you out. Wouldn't take any no for answer, but he was always welcoming to support you and and help you and that was for me first time that I felt this kind of support and it was company that mean meant a lot to him and unfortunately later on he sold and that's when it started going down the hill exactly but one of the things that I learned from from um, 
Tyler Norton was that this is a family legacy. This is not going to go anywhere. They are not publicly traded. They are in family hands, very responsible, very, uh, uh, can come up with the word, the principled people that, that really run this company super conservatively, very careful, because it could have took shot like that. And a lot of companies did, and then they blow up and blow down. And this is not the case for ASEA. You have, yeah, seen, well that, you have seen a lot because this is how many years now when you started? 13 years. So practically from beginning. We were actually pre-launch. So the company officially launched September of 2010, and we actually joined the company May of 2010. So it was pre-launch, which a lot of people say that's very risky. But as soon as we met the people running the company, we thought we're willing to take the risk because we really, we've never partnered with people of this integrity. and we. We were willing to do whatever it took to make this work. Mm -hmm. And so um, we had no doubt. Our belief was strong. We knew that this company was going to go to big places with us or without us. They didn't need us. Yeah. But we thought, you know what, if we're going to partner with somebody, let's partner with this company and let's, you know, let's apply ourselves and do our best. And we had a lot of success because of our conviction. You know, we didn't care we're not into arm twisting. If people didn't want to join us in this endeavor, that's fine. We, you know, honored their agency, but, um, you know, and we moved on to the next person. We knew that there were lots of hungry entrepreneurs out there that would feel absolutely blessed, invited to take a look at this company. Yeah. And uh, so that's what, who we were looking for. And, and we found a lot of those people and they are so grateful I'm so grateful that we invited them to look at this company and they're still with the company, yeah. you know, years and years later, you know, that just like effect wouldn't happen without you, you know, sharing yeah. the opportunity with someone else. And I am, I am actually grateful because I know the person on top, top, top of me that you were the one introducing it to her. And I remember her story talking about it, how she was on her knees praying for miracle. <laughs> And you called next day. That's insane. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I really believe when you're doing the right thing, there's a divine guidance that happens mm -hmm. because I don't know how it works, but it's not the first time that somebody was praying for an answer and I called. And when I get really quiet and we all have that, it's not like I have some gift that other people don't have. It's mm -hmm. just that we're all so busy, you know, focusing on our lives that we don't you know, listen to our inner guidance sometimes, but, um, there's been a lot of people actually that have been on their hands and knees praying for an answer, whether it be physical or financial or purpose or whatever. And, and, and I just got their name in my head and I acted, I called them and, um, just to touch base and see what was going on in their world. And it became obvious that I'm supposed to tell them about ASEA. Wow. And um, those are, so those, those are some of the strongest connections that we have in the company because it's just, it's so meant to be yeah. so. But you said, you said earlier, we, we, does it mean Bob was already working with you or was he still working his job? Well, it took me 26 months to replace his income. I mean, he was expensive. It wasn't like I had to replace a small income. I had to replace a very large income 
And um, so it took me a while and he was working very hard until I could finally replace his income. And I'll have to tell you, it worked out perfectly because when I, I, we had a deal that when I replaced his income, he would quit. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when I finally did it, he thought, well, if I just, you know, if you're making that money and I'm making this money, if we can, if I just work till the end of the year, then we can, you know, pay off some bills and, you know, that kind of thing. And he didn't keep on his end of the bargain. Well, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the universe knew that he gave me his word. And so we went to actually a lake in Michigan and a family compound and we were all playing in the same lake. Well, he got really sick. And he, the reason he got sick was because he had been working so hard for two and a half years that his immune system couldn't fight off the virus in the lake that our bodies all fought off. And so he couldn't work for three months. And it was such a blessing that I had replaced his income because we had two kids in college. We have a very big mortgage yeah. and we would have lost the house. We would have had to pull the kids from school. So it was a I mean, it was, it was perfect timing and we're so, we're just so grateful that that's the way it worked out because, (laughs) you know, um, money doesn't matter until you don't have it. And then it's all you think about, you know, health doesn't matter until you don't have it. And then it's all you think about. So, um, you know, it, it all worked out. Thank goodness. And unfortunately, sometimes we need that kick in the butt when we think we will do it on our term and. How would they say it? When you make plans, God is laughing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He'll make you listen. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's okay. And I'm glad that it worked out that way because now you are in the stratosphere. That's what I love about this industry. And a lot of people have such a misconception about it that when you find the right partner to partner with, which we did, it is only up to you and the sky is the limit. It's seriously... I don't know about fairest company that allows you to work as hard as you want or as little as you want and create life that you design, really design. It's not just words. You design your life. How much you will work, how much time you will invest, how much you know, how much money will you make? And with every money made, you are touching somebody else's life. So for all of us, it's more mission than just going after money. How did it feel to you when you first started? Did, did you have good response? How how did you, I know you, you just said that you were not twisting anybody's arms, but was it in, discouraging for you sometimes when people wouldn't even look at it when you knew that that's what they need? You know, you know who was really open to looking at it was people that had had a positive experience in network marketing prior to being introduced to ASEA. Mm-hmm. The people that had not had a prior a, a prior positive experience with the network marketing company prior to being introduced to ASEA, a lot of them blew it off. But the people who really understand the business model of network marketing and and they understood that this is a biotech company first and they chose the business model of network marketing after turning down the huge offer from the pharmaceutical company you know, they appreciated that because most network marketing companies are started because a disgruntled network marketer decides to start a competing company thinking that they can do it better. And they say, okay, let's start a network marketing company. What do you want to sell? And they, they create a new essential oil or a new juice or a new vitamin or a new phone card or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then they go out in the marketplace. Well, I have no interest 
no interest in having a conversation about my juice is better than your juice. Yes. Should have my drink and not your, I mean, not interested, not interested. But um, when I found out it was a biotech company that chose a word of mouth distribution method because the product would die on the shelves of Costco, I thought, oh my gosh, this is Fortune 50 meets network marketing. I've never seen this before. Yeah. I mean, if anybody could have sold this product on the shelves of Costco, it was Virtus Norton because he came from Kraft Foods. He had all the contacts. And he, but he knew had the strategies, that, yes, yeah. And he, yeah, it's what he did for, I mean, really very successful, $250 billion company. I mean, a division of Kraft Food. I mean, he's extremely successful. However, People don't know what redox signaling molecules are. And so they would grab the big blue bottle. They'd look at the ingredients, salt and water, $40, and they'd put it back on the shelf, not knowing how to take it, when to take it, why it what tastes it like that, for them. Yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And so he knew that it needed a human interface. And so what's great about this is the company really appreciates what we do in the field because they know it's not easy. And we really appreciate what the company does behind the scenes because there's a lot of moving parts doing business in 33 countries around the world, yeah. you know? So it's a, it's an incredible partnership. It's an absolute privilege to be part of this company. It's, you know, it is not a cakewalk. So, you know, if people are looking for a free lunch, this is not the company for you. You know, it's hard work. You have to tell the truth. You have to have a backbone. You have to have integrity. You have to ask for help sometimes, um, you know, but I'll tell you what, it's so worth it. And just when you're ready to give up because you feel people are so blind or so skeptical or whatever, then you, then somebody's life is saved by the technology yeah. and you get the goosebumps and you think, I oh, gosh, I cannot. This is too important. You know, I was, we were, and if you don't have the experience, then somebody that you work with has an experience and they call you and they say, you'll never believe what happened today. And they tell you the story about somebody's life, you know, being enhanced by this company or by this product. And it just gives you the steel that you need in your blood to forge forward. I mean, you have to be a warrior. You really do yeah. have to be a warrior. And the only thing that keeps you going really is the, the, the ultimate belief in what you're doing. And if you don't have that, you have to believe in the, in the business model of network marketing. You have to believe in yourself and your unlimited potential. You have to believe in the product and how it cannot hurt anybody. And it profoundly can help everybody, including their pets and their plants. Right. Yeah. And have to have a, you know, a, an extreme belief in the company. And if you have those four beliefs, you're really unstoppable. And the only thing that stops you is yourself. Yeah. But when you first started, Cindy, don't tell me that you were always upbeat and hundred percent. I was from up and down. And so, oh, you no, on the no journey. No, on the journey of 13 years, I've been up and down and up yes, and down. Absolutely. 
Because mentally, like you said, we are our own enemy and, and, you know, somebody just say something wrong and it's, it's not that we put our ego in there, but sometimes it gets hurts because you talk to your best friends and they look at you like you lost your mind and, and you thinking, so you respect me for 20 years and suddenly you think thinking I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, it's, it sometimes hurts, but how did you deal with those moments when, when you would be either pissed or or insulted or discouraged. You know, I stayed I stayed really close to the people who, you know, I consider us black sheep. We live in a world of white sheep. Mm-hmm. And when you join this company and you, you know, are decide to uh, blaze your own trail, you become a black sheep. Mm-hmm. And I chose this trail. I don't want to be a lemming that walks off the cliff like the rest of the people. You know, I am awake. I see what's going on. I don't, you know, I don't believe that drugs are the answer. I'm not saying that drugs are, they never, there's never a place for drugs and surgery in this world, but I really believe in the Japanese strategy of let's, let's help the body do what it's designed to do, you know, with through all of these natural methods. And if nothing, none of those things work, then let's look at drugs and then let's right. look at, right. but not go there first, which is what we do in America. You know, well, it's what not we- only in America, unfortunately, because I am the result of this kind of approach because I was active dancer and I had my first back surgery when I was 18 years old. And mm. that was the only solution at that time for solution. And then I have another one 12 years later. And then I have another one 12 years later in America, unfortunately, because it starts ripple effect as well in your body. And unfortunately, with what I know today and last few years, when I started working out with trainer that knew what he was doing, if I knew what I know today, I would never let them to do that. And I would always look at something like that because it's super invasive as a last resort. And unfortunately, like you say it perfectly right, it's, you have any issue, you go to doctor, the first thing they recommend is either pills or surgery. And there should be much more done before we get to that point because everything involves risks. Yeah. Well, you know, I really respect doctors. I really, we've had, we've had some incredible experiences with some wonderful doctors in the hospital near us. And we feel so blessed that they are doing the hard work that they do. But when you look at when you look at doctors in Japan, they study live people. And so no wonder they know about energy in the body. When you look at Western medicine, we study cadavers. They're dead. There is no energy. So we do not understand energy medicine. We don't understand how the body heals because it's dead. That we're studying a dead body. I never so, thought of it that way. That's, that's yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So now that, you know, the, now that science has advanced and we are starting to study the healing process, what causes healing to happen? What, what happens inside the cells? How does the body know what to do? When you start to look at the body that way, you start to understand how incredible the 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 fact that ASEA was able to replicate the same molecules that we make in the salt water of our cells, and even more so was able to stabilize these very bioactive molecules. That's quantum physics. Yeah. I mean, that is that is, I mean, when you realize that that's what you have in your hands, 
I mean, you remind yourself of that and it's the ultimate gift. I mean, who can do that? Yeah. You know, there's a set of molecules that gives off an electron, another set of molecules that accepts an electron and both sets of molecules are stable in a bottle and in a tube. And now we have four or five products that contain these very bioactive critical molecules. I mean, yeah. nobody else can, in the world has it. And you can replenish it and, and zero risk involved for you. Exactly. It's and is and the this, reason why is this what so makes it unique on the market? If somebody uh, yeah. tells you, oh, I have seen stuff like that before. No, no, you haven't. There is nothing else like this. There's nothing else. People, we, we, we try to do that. We try to put this in a part of the brain that we're familiar with because that's what we do. We, we put it in this filing cabinet in our brain or this filing cabinet. There is no filing cabinet for this. It's never existed before. Yeah, it has its and own cabinet. It's got his own cabinet. And so that's the good news and the bad news because, you know, when when you when you talk to an entrepreneur who understands that the body's the ultimate healing machine, you know, and that you understand that ASEA is not healing anything. ASEA is just giving the body the information so the body can do the healing. The body's the one doing the healing. It was designed to do it, yeah. Exactly. That's why there's so many different things that ASEA helps because your biochemistry is completely different than my biochemistry. Right. And so your headaches might go away and my knee might stop hurting from the same stuff. You know, your eyesight might improve and my, um, my cholesterol might go down. I mean, from the same stuff. I mean, how the heck is that possible? Because it's not healing anything. It's not the ASEA. It's the body giving the signals, the information to the cells about which cells need help and which cells need to be replaced and which cells need to be protected. And so when you get that, that very simple concept, it's it's benign, yeah. but it's profound. You can't hurt anybody, but it the 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 fact that you can help people in profound ways is is priceless. Yeah. It's it's for me, it's always like when you had a computer that's, you know no matter how powerful your computer is it goes down with age it starts slowing down it starts doing stuff just like our body does and we can keep replacing parts and we can keep adding more memory or whatever but the, eventually the whole communication system of the computer dies because that is the major major the operation system of the computer so i'm looking at it the same way like if i instead of replacing parts or correcting parts that is very invasive and risky. If I replenish the operation system of my body, the body knows what to do. We don't have to give body instructions how our heart beats. It, it does it on its own, you know, it pumps the blood. It does all these things on its own. It knows what to do. And it's, that's that's what's so fascinating for me. When, when you start thinking about it this deeply, it's really, incredible miracle that we have this in in our hands yeah absolutely well no, and all we're doing is tapping into the body's innate intelligence like you're saying yeah you know so if the and there really has never been a way of tapping into that intelligence you know i mean and, and before we've been promoting materials for years and years and years and years you yes. add these things to the body to make it work better but we've never had the labor we've never had the 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 labor to put those materials to work. And so it's been the missing link for many people. You know, they, if you, I'm sure you all know people that they do all the right things. They exercise and they meditate and they, 
eat the whole foods and they, you know, they do all the right things and they still die of something, you know, and you're thinking, how can that be? They're the healthiest person that I've ever met. And it's because they didn't have this, these critical signaling molecules that help the body undo whatever problem that they were suffering from. And so it's, it's an amazing thing to have your hands on. And I've seen people, I mean, they're, they, even if they don't have money, like in the Philippines, we do business in the Philippines, a lot of people in the Philippines, they don't have a lot of money. There are neighborhoods that get together and buy cases of ASEA yeah. because they, it is critical to their health and they really value their health. Yeah. So I mean, we have a, an incredible gift on our hands. And as soon as somebody says, oh my gosh, that stuff's so expensive. Oh yeah. Compared to what? If they had taken the yes. check to, and, you know, from the pharmaceutical company, this would not be the price that it is. It would be extremely expensive. So um, yeah, well, I, I'm more likely to be buried. Yeah. Because it's it would, not a good yeah. business to actually improve people's health for pharma. Right. Well, if you make your money off you know, selling drugs and people, you know, don't need the drugs anymore, then, you know, that's a threat. So the, the pharmaceutical companies are very powerful, very, very powerful. And, um, and, and, and they're, some of their drugs are, uh, you know, very, very life, uh, enhancing and very, very critical, um, you know, but, and, and it's very expensive to get these drugs approved and it's a very complicated business, but, you know, I, I learned from Paul Zane Pilzer about the next trillion dollar industry. If you have a food industry that's not nourishing people, then eventually your body's going to break down. And when your body breaks down, if you have a medical system that treats the symptom, not the cause of the, of, of the problem, then you have a ultimate circle and one industry feeds the other industry. And it's a very good business strategy, but it's a horrible life strategy. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Cindy, this is so amazing to listen to you because you you are a very eloquent speaker when you talk about these things. It's sometimes it's very complicated to kind of relate to people what it is because the principle is really unknown to us. It didn't exist. It never existed. And what I learned from Dr. Silverman, I believe he said that, you know, 30 years ago when he was in a medical school, they didn't even know this existed. They knew there was a function like that was redox signaling, but they thought it was a waste. And then it took a few years for science to realize they were actually fundamental to everything that's going on in your body. And like you said, you know, aside of the materials that we need to put in nutrition and vitamins, minerals, all that stuff, the body needs. But if it doesn't know what to do with it because the operation system doesn't work properly or optimally, that's sometimes people spend a lot of money for vitamins because they believe that's the good thing to do, which it is. But some of them just go through them or the body doesn't even have the ability to absorb it and use it the right way because that communication is gone or done, down. So it's it's really... It's kind of complex, but super simple on the other hand. It's like you fix one thing and everything else falls in the place as it's supposed to. Well, and it's one thing to win a Nobel Prize for a discovery that these molecules actually have a function in the body, a very important function in the body. But it's a whole other thing to be able to do something about it. Awareness is one thing, but to be able to replenish these molecules is a whole other thing. Yeah. So this has been called the most important 
uh, uh, scientific discovery, health science discovery, since the discovery of penicillin in DNA. I mean, that's a big statement. Yes. But it's true, you know, because labs that 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 study our products and realize that they have bioactive redox signaling molecules in the products, they're coming to us now saying, we'd like to study your products. Yeah. Science is catching up with us. We are, you know, 15 years ahead of any other company out there that because there's just, there never was an awareness. Now, now universities are opening wings to study redox biology. I mean, look it up, look at the grants that the National Institutes of Health are giving universities to study redox biology. I mean, we are on the cutting edge and we're 15 years ahead of any other company out there in the world. And we own in, uh, patents and intellectual property to help to pr protect the proprietary nature of our signaling technology. And we actually have four divisions in the company right now, as you know, but um, our cell signaling is what sets us apart. We also have the whole food nutrition, we have the skincare and we have the cell performance and it all falls under the umbrella of redox. So everything is focused on the health cell. Yeah. Health. What's that? Everything, everything there is focused on the health of the cell. That's right. That's problems. right. In order, to, in order to qualify as being an ingredient in, you know, the, the materials divisions of our company, they have to affect the cell in, you know, two of four ways. And if it doesn't do that, then it doesn't qualify to be an ingredient. So, I mean, everything that ASEA does is put through a fine tooth comb. They cross their T's, they dot their I's. And, you know, now they're coming out with more products. But if it has an ASEA brand on it, you can trust that there's everything good in it and nothing bad in it and that it's going to help you at the cellular level. So just like tissues are called Kleenex and soda pop is called Coke, when you think about redox signaling molecules, the brand is ASEA. Yeah. Cindy, this is fabulous. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Let me bring it back to you, if I may. Uh, so... This is about 14 years that you are you are partnering with this company. 13. When you sorry, when you look back, how your life looked back before you even knew this existed, and how is your life now? Can you can you make the comparison for your personal lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, I was doing you know, I, I skied a lot. I, um, you know, I like art. So I was doing, you know, creative projects. I, you know, I spent time with my friends and family, but I didn't have a global ripple effect. I mean, I have a global ripple effect, you know, because I was brave enough to open my mouth. And so was somebody else and somebody else. My favorite story is I was down in Australia and this lady comes up to me and she said, are you Cindy Buck? And I thought, oh boy, am I in trouble? Are you from the police or something? And and they, she said, no, 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 you don't know me, but you told somebody who told somebody who told somebody about this wellness concept. And this word of mouth traveled from the Northern hemisphere down into the Southern hemisphere, into this woman's house that I've never met. And her son suffered from a brain uh, problem that mm -hmm. caused him to shake and, and sweat and, you know, yeah. and, and you know scared her to death it would not a good way to live your life and um so she she learned about this wellness concept she invested in this wellness concept and because she did that her son no longer has that problem and so i thought wow you know she, and she wanted to thank me 
Yeah. Well, I'm just one chink in the chain. Every single person that opened their mouth and shared with an intention because they cared about that person and then that person mattered and it, and it kept moving and that communication was kept sharing and these people kept paying it forward and paying it forward. And this word of mouth traveled from the Northern hemisphere into the Southern hemisphere, into this woman's house that I've never met. And because we all in this network opened our mouths and shared from our heart, her son now lives a much better quality of life. That's what, that's the business that we're in. And so you don't believe in what we're doing? Fine, don't do it. I believe in what we're doing. How is that for life purpose? In fact, wonderful, wonderful. And what you touched on, you can sit in your beautiful house in Colorado, enjoy your snow around you, and you have business all around the world if you choose so, and from your phone or from your computer. That's yeah, we, like before technology, this was, of course, impossible. And that's right. it's just unbelievable what we have in our hands. And the really sky is the limit. It's that's right. So now Bo is working with you. You're doing it together. Yep. Yep. And and we couldn't stop this if we tried. I mean, it's like a snowball gathering snow, rolling, 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 rolling and getting bigger, 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 bigger. And now it's rolled into 33 countries around the world and people are passionate about the company passionate about the culture passionate about the products and we couldn't stop the word of mouth if we tried yeah you know it's beyond us it's it's way beyond us and um i just i go to sleep at night knowing that another person is living a better quality of life because we shared something that can help them And so every, you know, we, we have a back office where we can track what's going on in our business. And every single day we see more and more people joining this mission as associates, partnering with us, helping us get the word out. And we also see lots of people just saying, you know what, I'm glad you guys are on the mission. I just want to enjoy the product. And, but it, and it's great to know that they're just enjoying the product. So um, it's, it's a wonderful mission to be part of. Well, I'm very grateful that you didn't snug it off when you first got introduced to it, because if it wasn't for you, even though we didn't know each other, it wouldn't be me as well. It wouldn't be me helping with my health issue that was significant and then figuring out, well, if I want to keep taking, which I do, I need to figure out the way to pay for it because I was in tough spot and couldn't afford it. So that was my first reason to start sharing it but also seeing more and more cases when someone's life is entirely turned around that you know it's it's unexplainable to medical field or or anything when you see more and more cases like that like that mom that touched you in australia it's it gives you a whole new purpose to do what you do and and we spoke before because we were both in sales my whole life and I was as well and we both share one thing if we didn't believe in something we wouldn't be able to sell it and I would not be standing into somebody in in front of somebody and lie to his face that would be I would be so ashamed of myself that I would I, I'd never brought myself to it and this is this is something that is beyond this this is this is just complete no-brainer when 
And sometimes it breaks my heart when somebody who really, I know it can help significantly improve their, their situation and they wouldn't even look at it. I like, of course I go on, but it just hurts my heart. That's missing opportunity for them. Not for me. I don't, I'm not there for to sell. I'm there to tell them about it. And it's like you said, if, if they choose not to drink from the water that you lead them to, then that's, unfortunately that's the word that's the way life is yeah yeah I mean I've gotten to the point where I say you know as long as I've done my part a relationship takes 50 50 my my responsibility is 50 percent your responsibility is 50 percent I'm going to do my job but if you're not willing to meet me halfway then whatever happens to you is your business not my business it's not my life it's your life you've made whatever choices you feel are right for you and I'm letting go and letting you live that life that way i disagree but it's not my business it's your yeah. business it's yeah. your life that's the one thing that you realize uh, doing this this job or business that it is a really personal development in the sky because we we grow as a people as well we have to you know work with our mindset we have to we have to be able to manage people that laugh into your face not knowing at all what this is and we have to be able to manage that and keep going because it's so much more important than our own ego to, to share this with people that really need it. And then you meet someone who immediately gets it, immediately gets either the opportunity or the, the principle of what it can do for them. And it's just breath of fresh air because that's what we live for. And we, I, I would like to ask you because you now have big teams around you and probably in different countries, if somebody was considering, it was, you know, intriguing and they would like to learn more about it and they would they would consider trying this out. What would you recommend to somebody who is the first time exposed to this information and thinking how to start? What, what would they need first to put in place in order to be successful in the long run? For the business or by taking the for, product? For the business, yeah. Um, I would say stay really close to the spout where the information comes out and, you know, understand that you're in business for yourself, not by yourself. And don't be afraid to ask for help because one of the wisest things you can do in this business model is to say, I'm not sure, but I know somebody who does. Let me get somebody on the phone and, and then that way you're learning while you're earning. And, um, you know, if you come from the corporate world, you know, you get paid a lot of money because you're very good at what you do. And there's not other people that are better than what, than at what you do than you are, because if they were, they would take your position. Yeah. And so it's a very competitive uh, business model. This is not, this is a very cooperative business model. So I hope to recruit people that are much better at this than I am because I get a piece of their success and there's not, I'm not going to hold any information back from them. Because I want them to be absolutely as, you know, successful as they can possibly be in this business model. They have different strengths than I have. And um, they can affect people that I can't affect because they know people that I don't know. So I would just say, you know, follow your heart, stay close to the people that are on this mission, learn from the people around you and don't try to do this on your own. You will not make it. You will fail. Yeah, 
What a big true. It's, it's unbelievable. Cindy, I'm so grateful that you made time for me and for this podcast because it's so, I'm learning all the time from people like you because it's, yes, we all made the same mistake. I was trying to make it on my own. I was trying to, it's like, I know how to sell. No, I didn't. I, this is a whole different animal. This is a whole different, uh, you know, networking with people and, and creating relationships first. It's not like going after people with something that you're trying to push on them. Absolutely not. And it's it, it was a big eye opening for me because at the beginning, I really didn't have the strength and stamina to, to, with, you know, to withstand the sometimes ridicule that comes from people that don't even bother to look it up or don't even bother to really learn what how significant this this is. And so it's it's a big lesson to always remind ourselves that, and what you said as well, that surround yourself with people that are in this and they are positive, because the negative Nancy's around you can completely break down your spirit. And it is so easy because we care about people around us. And if they don't know what it is and they don't want to understand and they don't want to, wish you success or sometimes they do but they just can't help themselves it affects you big time because you care about those people and i have found such a strong community of new friends because i have found a see a few months after my husband died and i was in not good space and i didn't have many friends around me because my best friend was in czech i had friends that were in connecticut that were about 20 years older than i and have their own problems. And we were always doing everything together with my husband and we had couple friends. And unfortunately that dynamic changes when one of the partners dies, which doesn't mean that they don't care about you, but suddenly you are kind of the odd person that doesn't fit into couple dinner together or something. And I had friends that care about me and called me but it was different it was suddenly different and I didn't want to be in that position as well and at that time I found this team of people from all over the country that I never met in person that were there for me that were on the phone with me I remember Amy Stacy she's a hospice nurse for 35 years I believe very special kind of person to be able to do that job and she spent, I don't know how much time with me on the phone, just crying. And I'm so grateful because that I have never seen this kind of support in any other company. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't bring, I didn't want to bring it there, but it's, it's a tears of gratefulness. It's not tears of sadness because that's a big part of what this company is. The, the support and the community and all the people that I was privileged to meet in person since I am linked to this company are mind-boggling. The self, absolutely no selfishness, absolutely, like you said, open arms, helping everybody succeed, helping, supporting everybody to grow. So we all grow. And it's not like if you if somebody just starts today, they cannot take it way over your head and be much more successful than you are. It is totally possible and it's totally open to them. So it's it's up to everybody else. Some of the fairest system of earning money that I believe I found in my life. And I was not familiar with it before at all. 
So I was buying into many of the stigma that goes around this industry. And then you learn what it is really about when you pick the right company and pick the right product. And to be at the beginning of something that is this huge and it's absolutely unique in the world, there's no brainer. If you have entrepreneurial spirit like you do. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's not just about the money. So it doesn't matter whether you're actually making money from the people that you're helping in the ASEA network because, you know, you helping them could help another human being. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Do you enjoy this part of the business to build other people up, help them, of course. Help them succeed? Of course. Yeah. There's a lot of priceless payment. We get, a, you know, we get paid in goosebumps. You know, that's what keeps us going through the tough times is that you get showered with goosebumps and you think, you know what, what I'm doing is important. What I'm doing matters, you know? So, you know, that the, the goosebumps get you through the hard times. Yeah. Thank you so much for saving this podcast because I didn't want to bring it to tears. I'm sorry. No problem. <laughs> but no problem. I'm so grateful you, you, you make time for me because this is so fantastic episode and I will be releasing re-listening to it myself because there's so much to learn from the state of mind of somebody who made it big and still is humble enough to share with everybody else and help them succeed and it's it's really meaningful thank you so much Cindy it's really a pleasure to meet My you pleasure. and I'll dig out that picture of us in the costumes and put it somewhere <laughs> Love to see it. I'd love to see it. Thank you so much. And say hi to your big bow husband. I will do. I will do. It's funny because I knew him from Zoom calls. And so I didn't know how really tall he was. And then I took a picture with him and I was like, holy moly, you are tall. Six foot eight. Yep. Six foot eight. Wow. Wow. That's really maybe the tallest guy I ever met. <laughs> oh, there's taller people in the I know that teams but he's talking that he's I yeah. yeah yeah but you are absolute joy to be around and and i really appreciate that you you gave me your time and this will be beautiful episode and thank you so much thank you absolutely thank you for including me really appreciate you Farah. <laughs>